0: What do you think about the Laker team now? you follow the box scores of the games every day? Just the Lakers. You're kidding.
2: That is really a
3: compliment.
0: I
2: was pleased to see you smile at the top of our show because once the game starts, you have a game face. You don't smile much
0: out there. I don't think you have to do things for money anymore. Correct.
1: What's up, Laker fans? Welcome to the Laker Film Room Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Pete, joined as always by Darius and Mike. And we finally made it to the end of this crazy regular season. Lakers ended on a five-game winning streak with a 42-30 record to close out the season, but end up in the seventh seed, meaning that they are in the play-in tournament against the Golden State Warriors. This is going to be kind of a two-part Uh, podcast episode where in the second one, we're going to be much more matchup specific against Golden State, but they're going to come up a little bit in this pod as well. But the idea of this one, I'm fascinated to hear Mike and Darius's thoughts on this because this is something that I've been arguing with myself with for the better part of the last couple of weeks. And every game, a little bit more information comes in, especially with LeBron's return. There are a lot of reasons to be pessimistic. There are a lot of reasons to be optimistic. So I'm curious, uh, just the, the guys, where you guys uh, are 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 at right now, uh, I'm not asking for predictions or anything like that. But just, Darius, what's your general sense? We got to see a little bit of LeBron, right? How are you feeling about this team? You're already laughing at me. So. No, I want to hear from
2: Mike because you should have seen Mike's face when you said there's plenty and of reasons to be pessimistic. Because Mike has
1: told us we cannot comment on his face or any visual happenings on, on the pod. Thank so you, Pete. Thank I, you, I got Pete. I you, man. I try to respect boundaries. Yes.
3: Nonetheless, I'll take that. I I will cop to my facial reaction <laughs> when Pete said... What what was the exact like a lot of reasons for possessions? There's plenty okay, of maybe reasons. maybe not a lot, yeah. but some, I thought some that was very a little strong.
1: Okay, a lot that let me let me clarify. We have Thank some you. important reasons. We had a scare with LeBron tonight, right? Coming down, he said he's fine and all of that and from watching the video it didn't look like he actually turned the ankle. I think it was more of one of those you come down weird and you land on a guy's ankle but your foot but you don't actually turn the ankle but nonetheless our leader isn't fully healthy mike and the the whole premise of what you say so often is we got lebron and we got ad but like we don't know what the le- version of lebron we have you know what i mean so even if it's not a lot of reasons yeah. there is and obviously the goal is to win the title right so that that's ultimately what the lens through which we see this
3: i'm i'm just smiling cuz this always goes back to the feeling that i had my first year working for the lakers on the plane when I came in, not a Laker fan, right? A new Laker employee, feeling like the Lakers had the best team on paper and surprised at the level of angst um, that was around the team. And for the last couple of weeks, I have been totally understanding the level of angst based on LeBron James and his health, based on Anthony Davis and his health. Was not worried at all about the rest of the stuff. Role players, rhythm, all that kind of stuff. But fine. Plenty. Loaded. So... I saw, for me, I saw what I needed to see from LeBron and Anthony Davis from a health perspective. Saw what I needed to see. And that was confirmed by LeBron uh, in the postgame. game. It was confirmed by Anthony Davis. And LeBron is close enough to 100%. It's not there yet. You know, maybe he's 80, 85. I thought he looked better in New Orleans uh, on the second half yeah, of a back-to-back, which too. was encouraging. Um, I thought it helped that the Indiana game was in the morning because I gave him – it was a little bit less like a traditional back-to-back and that he had the rest of that day to get going. But – so I, there are plenty of challenges that are going to come for the Lakers, starting with the play-in, starting with playing some, uh, probably a tougher slate of teams um, than last year, potentially a team in the finals being better than what the Miami Heat were able to get to. So the challenges are there. I am by no means, you know, guaranteeing or advocating um, that they, you know, that this is just, oh, it's a wrap, Lakers are the favorite, but I, or the Lakers are going to win the title. But I do think they're the favorite. I do. I think they are. They have a hungry mindset. I think LeBron and AD um, are close enough. And that was what I was waiting to see. The timing just worked out by a hair. You know, literally like they they just got these guys back in. And, and the reason, Darius, that I try to keep that level of optimism that I think I've been I've been exuding these last couple of weeks is because the timeline did suggest that they would be able to do that. So um, that that's my perspective. I'm very
2: curious for yours. Go back two weeks, and I think two, two and a half weeks ago, I was probably as pessimistic about the Lakers considering the makeup of this roster that I probably could have been. There was so much swirling around them. And while I think Mike, and I think that this is fair for me to say, while I think I totally agreed that some of the outcomes that you were speaking to were possible and maybe even probable that i was carrying a healthy amount of skepticism around what the team looked like at that time and to a certain extent i think that that was fair and you probably both agree that that was fair where i'm at now if if i had to put a number pete on sort sort of my like the confidence index that i have around this this team it would probably be a little bit under eight but over seven right like 10 yeah like out 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 of 10 so if we were on a scale of 100 it would be like 78 right something like that that's not too bad just for a neutral darius what was it last year last year depending after the Bucks Clippers weekend I was probably closer to 90. Yeah, like, that's the
1: number I was going to say.
2: Yeah. Like they looked they looked so good at that point and just looked to be on a trajectory um and I'll be and to be honest like some of that took a bit of a hit during the play-in games just because Everything was so new and fresh and no one had played for so long that that it was hard for me to bridge that in, in my head. But once they started to get on a roll during the playoffs, I got back to the point where I knew that this team had it in them to actually win the title. And so I'm below where I was last year, but I still think I'm fairly optimistic about this team considering where i was just a few weeks weeks ago but pete like where are you at just just because you 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 opened the pod saying you've been going back and forth in your head about this a fair amount and i think we should get into both sides of that too
1: yeah i, I it, that's funny i i think i'm more pessimistic than either of you which rarely happens at least more pessimistic than than you d i'm probably 65 Hmm. and that is because mike was just talking about the timing that's my biggest concern is that this particular group of guys that we have hasn't played a high level game in a long time and the jump like these last two games between indiana and new orleans were basically glorified preseason games and in order to do what we'll need to do to advance we're gonna have to be sharp we're gonna have to be sharp with our defensive rotations i was relieved by our second half and i'm glad that i i know we had that scare with lebron but we're first off lebron coming back and this is the optimistic side he looks he looks definitely better than i thought he was going to physically especially in this past game and seeing the places where he struggles with it and where he doesn't have really calmed some of my nerves on that front he's a right-handed player so he's primarily a left-footed jumper it's his right ankle that's giving him the problems so we've seen him elevate a couple of times and look like oh yeah that's that's lebron or close to him yeah he's also not a major
2: 2-foot jumper At this stage of his career, he was definitely that earlier in his career. Um, But he is much more of a one foot takeoff guy. And the explosion has decreased a fair amount in the last three to four years. When you talk about his 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 two feet explosion. But his one foot explosion is still like, oh, he's damn near looking at
1: the rim. Right. And we've already seen that a couple of times.
2: Yeah. So, Pete, I would argue
3: that. Now, LeBron didn't play in these games, but the Denver game, the Phoenix game, the Lakers were fully engaged defensively. Yes. And AD was leading the charge. So Shooter yes. also didn't play. You get you put LeBron and Shooter into that mix when the Lakers have to be engaged, which mm-hmm. of course they will in the play in. And I, like that does not create trepidation for me. This is not a team that hasn't shown it before um even even if some of the guys are new like i don't care it, it's lebron who's played in sure. more scenarios than him are we really worried about lebron coming and bringing it to that extent like all i needed to see was his movement physically this weekend and it was pretty good the rest of it i i i don't know you know what it is that you that you needed to see that we haven't we can't assume based on what we know not optimistic not pessimistic but realistic
1: There's nothing that they could have shown in the last two games because these weren't these games didn't have stakes to them. I mean, only to to a minor degree. We won all of them and we still didn't change our seating. Right, and so it's more like the seating games,
3: like the seating games last year.
1: Right, absolutely, and. your point's well made about the big week that we had where we beat Phoenix, where we were really competitive in Portland and were a a call or two away from winning that game. And then who else did we beat? Denver that week. So I I think that we kind of exhibit and we got our butts kicked by the Clippers that week too, which we should also point out. But that week, I think kind of showed what we were at our best or close to it without LeBron and was very encouraging, especially on the defensive end, no doubt. I'm not saying that this concern is... Super high level for me, but in a circumstance where it's a not one game and go home, right? Because we're the seventh seed, but the Warriors are legit. Like the Warriors are champions. We don't have that advantage against them in that Steph and Draymond, their two most important guys at, at the very least, have... Played in, in in important games just like our best guys have, right? So they don't have that advantage over us. I was cracking up when Draymond drew that sixth foul on Dylan Brooks, and then was like, "Stupid," right? Because that's yeah. essentially what ended the game was he drew that that a cheap foul on on him, and it was a great play. You're going to make veteran plays against young teams like that that will flip games. Neither the Lakers nor Golden State have much of an advantage in that respect. Although once you get past Steph and Dre, you could certainly argue for us in that respect. But I'm not – basically what I'm saying is that we have not, as, as this group, even though it was just LeBron that was out, played in a really high-level game in quite some time. And do I think that we'll be able to turn it on? I do. But there's enough variance. There's enough. We've made a lot of car analogies and like getting on the freeway. We're getting on the freeway and trying to merge into traffic with a faster car than Golden State has. But they're like 15 and 5 over their last 20, right? They've been very precise. I can see versions of us where we're turning the ball over, where we're making mental mistakes and not picking up Steph. And he knocks down a transition three. I I don't think this happens many times if we get to play a hundred times, but you don't get to play. This isn't a seven game series. You know what I mean? And so there's there's a bit of anxiety that goes along with that.
3: Yeah. So the this current version of the Warriors, the ones that the one that's had success, right? And they have had success. They've beaten some good teams. They beat Phoenix. They beat Utah. But they they sort of eked all those games out, and they did it mostly with Steph late. And this is a tiny team yeah. that is playing right now. Okay, so yeah. they're playing Draymond or they're playing Looney, you know, at the five, about 31 minutes. Like tonight, the, the three guys they're playing off the bench, they've only been, they've been playing eight man rotation. That's the old, they only trust eight guys. It's, it's Jordan Poole, it's, it's Mike Mulder, and Toscano Anderson off the bench, right? Uh, Oubre isn't healthy. It's Bazemore starting with Wiggins on the wing. Like this is a team that LeBron and AD should eat up on that side of the floor as good as they've been defensively and and as much as they're able to switch LeBron and AD to me are the antidote and the Lakers have the best collection of guards um to kind of throw at Steph big guards trapping guards switching guards AD and LeBron helping so I for a one-off it it is a the fact that it's a one-off is one thing but I like the matchup and just to summarize Pete kind of the thoughts that you were making before I know I'm adding a bunch of stuff into the equation here for Darius to pick out the like you have to you have to take you have to mentally piece together the various elements of what the Lakers have shown lately. It's AD right, him being healthy. It's LeBron being healthy enough. It's the role players coming back on time, and they haven't all done it in one game because they haven't really had to. And I am just sort of feeling like that's going to come um, in this Golden State game, and it makes total sense to want to see it to, first to believe it. But it's uh, that to me, it's it's based on knowledge of what we've seen from them the last couple of seasons
1: a hundred percent i think we're a really good matchup for them and we're going to get more into that if we win the game against golden state my confidence index spikes from that mid-60s to probably mid-80s because i do think like how the bracket sets up for us after that if, if we get past that there's just there's so much variance and there's so like you said we haven't actually seen it yet and i do think that we match up really well with them but Anything can happen in one game, you know?
2: It's tricky for me. When, when you talked about where my confidence level is, it's not just my confidence level going into a Golden State game. It's also the potential of what the bracket could look like.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. um
2: if the lakers are able to stick in 7th i don't want to get too much into the matchup with the warriors at this point what maybe we should take a break at this point because i'd love to come back on to the other side and sort of talk about some of the things that i am excited about but then also i think we should get into some of the things that maybe are raising our antenna about um whether it's individual players or rotation stuff that, that could potentially maybe lower that confidence in decks
1: as well. Yeah, let's take that break, come back and get into that. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they wanna help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma to 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money. Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. That's creditkarma.com backslash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MBB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right, D, so what's on your mind? What's uh what's vexing you and what are uh, like I've been really excited by Anthony Davis's yes. looking like every bit the superstar. Not in this Pelicans game so much, but he was very much taking it easy. But we have reasons to be optimistic, but what what are some of the things that are that are vexing you? Well, it's
2: not so much things that are vexing me. I'd actually rather start with like the positive stuff. Like oh, I've really sir. been liking
3: Yeah, Pete it's not it's not a it's not a Darius Displeasure scale day, okay? we're going to say that apparently we're going to say that for the first postseason (laughs) loss Yeah.
2: yeah exactly exactly right like i've been liking what i've been seeing from andre drummond for the most part i've been the last few he had 10 rebounds at halftime i think this game he's really like the rebounding force that we thought the Lakers were getting when they signed Drummond has not really been there consistently over the course of all of these games that that he's played. And I think that recently, though, as AD's activity level has gone up and now that LeBron is back, Drummond's making a big impact on the offensive glass to the point where he is drawing fouls and getting teams into the penalty faster.
3: Darius, he said in the walk-off after the New Orleans game that basically his job is just easy right now. Uh in in, in, in he met LeBron AD. He's like, Oh, this is cool. No one's paying any attention to me. I can do <laughs> I'm just I can just go get rebounds. Like I can get put back. like so yeah, just to build on your point, I think that's part of the reason why we've seen him look better, right? Because he's like He's the you know he's the guy that's at best the third focus of the of the defense in the offense.
2: Yeah, and look, it's not like the Pelicans' defense is is <laughs> the Great Wall of China here. It, it, it looked much more like Swiss cheese. But but he he made a couple of really good plays, sort of slicing in from the dunker spot that are going to be important plays for him as a scorer and he's really been taking up a ton of space on the low block when he's been going after offensive rebounds and one of the things that I think has really helped the Lakers sort of in their transition defense is that he is battling so hard on the offensive glass. that It has been hard for teams to just grab and go on the Lakers and and really get out in, in transition. And so I just wanted to give Drummond a little bit of love because I know that he's been, you know, a whipping boy for a lot of Lakers fans. And, and even us on this pod, we're calling for more Marcus all minutes. And I think Gasol's look great in almost every shift that he's played whenever he's, well, well, he's gotten run, but some of that sort of chatter for, Hey, Mark should maybe start or he should get most of the minutes. Some of that stuff has died down a little bit of late. And I think that that's directly related to Drummond being more of an impact player and, and and he helps with my confidence because the more plays that he can make defensively, the more active he is on the offensive glass, the more of a small thing difference maker that, that he can be the Laker ceiling incrementally goes, goes up and up. Yeah. So the, the plan
3: is one, it's the, the fact that they, that it's a, it's not an elimination game. Right. But the team that wins is in. And then if the Lakers were to lose that, they would play the winner of Memphis in San Antonio. I'm just thinking, take the it's not it's not like we can take the plan thing and set it aside. I'm just looking at the way that the Lakers are playing now in this now meaning like this compilation, this weird compilation of the last week where we're, I'm, I'm at least assuming that LeBron's going to get to a different level. I'm assuming that Anthony Davis is going to play defense like he did against Denver and Phoenix and didn't have to do against Indiana and New Orleans. So, of course, those guys are going to play at that level. After two days of practice with Vogel and the scouting report, they know how to play against Steph. Nobody knows how to play against the Warriors more than LeBron, right? They know exactly what they're going to do. They know what the personnel around Steph is. So I think they're going to have a good plan and it's going to take a, an, an insane level of golden state Warriors shot making to beat them. So I'm not saying like chalk that one up, but I'm saying I, w- I would feel good if I were the Lakers and the Lakers, by the way, do feel good. If you listen to their post game about, it. they do feel confident going into that game. And that's where you look at that. You can get to, you can start to look at that side of the bracket and you're thinking, all right, Phoenix, you know, you know what that is. And Denver you know, you know what that is like. There, this is a team that, despite everything that went wrong this year, if you would have just given me this scenario, even including the playing, if you would have given me this scenario after LeBron got hurt, I would have said, "Yeah, that's fine. Yep, like sign sign them up for it. They can they can handle that. Like they can handle it." It's not guaranteed, but I th- that that's where some of the to me again realism as opposed to optimism comes in.
1: Mike, how much does the lack of Games together with the main group bother you?
3: Almost zero, almost zero, because because they it's a they are vets. Um, they have the best player in the game. They know uh, like other than Drummond, essentially, right? Who's still figuring out how to play together. The rest of the guys all know what to do. They all know how to play together. And if if Drummond like Drummond is is an attack player to me to start the game be physical like be big get a couple rebounds but if if for whatever reason that isn't effective like great just bring in marcus all who knows exactly how to play with these guys or play ad more at the five golden state you can go super small against them if you need to bring in the, the caruso kuzma west matthews trio um off the bench maintain your defensive intensity steph's not going to get a second in that in this playing game where he isn't being just completely attacked by real defenders, right? It's going to be shooter. It's going to be KCP. Uh, They're those like, they're not going to be worried about Baysmore that much. Right. Then Caruso's coming off the bench. Who better as a bench guard to go in and make life difficult on Steph, who, by the way, guys, he took 22 threes today. Like that's not easy. And I'm not saying, so I just think that that's going to be part of the plan. And then Draymond, they're going to let him shoot. Right. Like they're not going to have to protect the rim much other than when Steph up, fakes somebody and, Guess what happens there? LeBron and AD recover um, into the middle of the paint. So I just I don't know how Golden State stops um, the Lakers really um, from getting some good looks on offense. And I I don't know how other than an insanely efficient three point shooting game, which we know does not happen very often against the Lakers when they're locked in on defense. They do not give up, Darius, high volume, high efficiency, three point shooting nights.
2: I'll be very interested to see how this matchup plays out pete you you have been sort of banging the drum on the other side of mike's argument which is like togetherness matters and i think i've 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 skewed more towards that perspective than mike's just because i do believe that the time together helps and that the time together matters and that even though the idea of these guys are veterans that that that's definitely true and and i don't want to like gloss over that as if it's nothing there is there is some stuff where i'm just like okay like these guys get it possession after possession after possession and there is a togetherness that you need that comes from reps as much as it comes from smarts right and and so where are but where are you at with that like like, I'm sure you would want more, but they they don't have that. So how yeah. much is that impacting your perspective on this?
1: What bothers me so much about this is I don't feel very confident in my opinions either way. Uh, that's, that's what the result of this season has been in that – and the missing piece between what I see in the ingredients on the table and a this is where I think this is going to go is I don't know how long it will take – like i've been saying all year I, and i still firmly believe this is the most talent that we've ever had on a lakers roster but when it's a combination of that and so little time together yeah what does that add up to i don't and especially in a an unprecedented season i don't have another season that's a great frame of reference for this one but my my point my my concern, which I'm probably sounding more concerned than I actually am. Overall, I, I think that we're in, in really good shape. But I know that to get from the level of play where we're at right now to where we need to be, is it's a bit of a journey. And it's a, it's certainly a journey and an adjustment period to go from the level of competitive games that we were in and, and have been playing in up until, uh, yeah. and to the playoffs. As great as we were last season, I, I would argue that the way that we approached the seeding games is part of the reason why we lost game one to Portland, is it just takes a little while to get the diesel engine revved up. And so that is my biggest concern. If we had like a week more of time for these guys to play together, and that's just three games, maybe four games, I would feel so much better It's just that it's only two games of LeBron. There's a certain amount of being used to each other and understanding that I don't know how long it's going to take to get to the point that they need to. And that's not at all saying that they can't or that they won't. I just, if you're talking about a one-game type scenario, that's, again, where some of my anxiety comes in.
3: So where the Lakers, the reason that I've been pushing back on this idea about cohesion and chemistry, which I do believe is very important, is that mm-hmm. this is not a group of guys that has had zero time together. So we got to stop pretending like it is. It, other than Drummond, who again, I get that it's starting, but he's got a pretty simple role, okay? Set a hard screen, Three roll points. to the hoop, point. rotate on D, grab a rebound, like, you know, hit somebody here and there. Um, Schroeder has been out for a little bit. Like, he knows what to do with this group. And then off the bench, this is the kind of the area that I wanted to bring up uh, for, the, for this pod, and we can get more specific into the playing game uh, on Golden State. As we move forward here, Frank Vogel showed us a little something with the rotation tonight. Yeah, right. And oh, yeah, I
1: know. I put a smile on your face, Mike. Well, yeah, but but it's also it's
3: also I know I've gotten to know I think a pretty good idea of what Frank Vogel thinks and likes, right? Because yeah. that's maybe the most the most important, or at least the most routine part of my job is the pre and the post game convos with Vogel. So every single game, that's that's a good twenty minutes a day of hearing him speak about basketball, and it's how honestly, it's how I learned about basketball by listening to Phil Jackson, right? When I got here every day and just being like, "Damn, this dude is smart." Love Phil. Um, too cool. So too cool. So Vogel, like at some point, and it's not like the Lakers had to. They they knew that Denver wasn't going to play tonight. They like they knew. They really did. Jared Dudley said before. Yeah, wasn't the
1: game, this a fun evening? Can you imagine losing to Houston and Oklahoma City on back-to-back games? Come on, man.
3: Jared Dudley <laughs> knew that how Denver was going to play against Portland. They knew they were going to be in the play-in. And yet Frank Vogel's lineup was the starters. And then here's who came in off the bench, right? Caruso, Kuz, Wesley Matthews, Gasol, and THT. And it was there was no Macklemore. Harold wow. didn't play. And like, that's the group that comes in and that's a good ass defensive second unit. So this is going to bring me around back to my point where cohesion and chemistry, and all that. like they're going to throw out defensive groups that can smash your ass and the rhythm on offense. That's why they lost to Portland in game one. It wasn't like that defense that was actually really damn good. They should have won that game by 15 points. They missed a ridiculous amount of wide open shots.
1: Well, and also they had like all these positions where they couldn't even get into their offense because it's freaking Markeith Morris or Kyle Kuzma basically playing point guard on that. So you don't even. Oh, no, no. Sorry,
3: Pete. I'm talking about game one of the, I'm talking about game one of the Portland series last year. my bad. My bad. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, but like you're, so that, like that was why they lost that game. And then they, then they, you know, kind of put the foot down. So what I'm saying is that the defense is going to translate immediately. They're going to play hard and they are. They are super talented defensively. They're super big, they're super long, and they're tough. So that, to me, is what gets you through Golden State or even if you drop a game to Phoenix early, which I don't think would happen in that sense. But, like, the defense, to me, is proven. Uh, Vogel is proven there, it's, it's and it will carry through. And the rhythm is what's supposed to build on offense as the playoffs go on.
2: So...
1: I think I'm at seven I think I'm at seventy now, by the way after after Mike's soliloquy right there. I think that added five confidence points.
2: no, those are all like the defense stuff and Vogel's sort of dialing in in the same way that we've been asking the players to dial in, right? Um Pete, for like a month ago, you were talking about like there's just a lack of seriousness going on here. And some of that was. I think reflective in the lineups you had said this reflective in the lineups that vogel was playing right and the lineups that we saw in this game or at least the personnel right i think the lineups could even refine more because you might see even more anthony davis right than what you saw um against the pelicans for for example but Vogel is sort of transitioning now, at least if this particular group of 10 guys holds, Vogel's clearly shifting into more of a playoff mode. The The reason why, though, I will, and maybe this will dock a couple of points back off of your meter here, here, Pete, but the offense stuff does matter. And while these guys have played together, Mike, one of the things that I would point to is that. The Lakers are going to be at their best, at their very, very best, when it's LeBron and AD in pure alpha mode, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what's going to carry them. And you know who hasn't played with AD in pure alpha mode? Pretty much Dennis Schroeder, for one. And Mm -hmm. he's going to be a very important decision maker within the context of who gets the ball, how the offense functions and and in seeking out he will be in non-lebron minutes. I mean, they got
3: yeah, I th- this is where I'll call out my own face again. I I'm like, you know, they've got LeBron, isn't he still going to be on the court? and when he's not on the court, isn't Anthony Davis going to be I don't know. Maybe I'm just less concerned about that, but let me let me get back to you
2: here. No, I'm it's not that it's going to be a super concern, but Schroeder, the way that Schroeder plays is he is also an uber aggressive offensive player, and he is going to look for his shot first, and he's going to look for his shot probably out of the next 10 times, right? Second, he'll look for a shot probably five out of those next 10 times, too. Right. And 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 so if you're talking 15 out of the first 20 possessions where it's sort of just like this is I have a good look, I'm shooting. Like some of those possessions need to go to Anthony Davis and some of that is going to be AD sort of needing to step into that role. But some of that is going to need to be his teammates being like, yeah, this is going we're actually going to go to you here that it's not i've got the ball i'm dennis schroeder ad is is and schroeder's on the right wing right which is one of his preferred operating low will locations let's say that schroeder's in with ad and drummond and lebron is first sub out
1: yeah this is a end of first quarter end of third quarter type units
2: exactly if ad is posting or potentially is spacing to the weak side corner. And the option is I'm going to navigate this set in order to get AD a post touch, but that's on the other side of the floor. Or I'm going to call up Drummond to come and set a screen roll. Some of the stuff of flowing the game more towards Anthony Davis, those decisions are going to be made by Dennis Schroeder. And if you want to know why my confidence level isn't at 90, it has nothing to do with the talent that's on the team. It has nothing to do with their defensive potential or even their offensive potential. It's going to, it's, it's going to be based on the possession-to-possession decision-making of the players who were not here last season for the championship run and how quickly that falls into place for it to be prioritizing the players who need to be prioritized. That's not to, that's not to diminish Dennis and his value because I think he's going to be a super important player for this team with what he can do offensively. But I need for his sort of point guard gene to kick in a little bit more where it's like, let's flow the game more towards Anthony Davis, because I think the new Orleans game was a bit of a, it was a bit of a one where it's just like, uh, AD was sort of just out there this game right and maybe ad asserts himself to a level where it's just like none of every none of anything i'm talking about is is actually going to matter because he will be forceful enough that the game will flow to him anyway but there will be possessions where i just feel like all right like there's a negotiation that 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 happens and a lot of times that works itself out after more and more reps i guess is is sort of where my position is right now
3: so it's a a really interesting thought darius i'm um So second unit, right? If in, you're saying Schroeder's back in with that lineup, depending on the matchup, Marcus All could be on the court there. Caruso probably is. So right there, you've got two other guys that are going to be good, really good about that flow type stuff. Right? They're gonna they're gonna help play into that. I also think we can we should assume that AD is going to be far more aggressive and locked in because every game from here on matters a lot. And AD was super assertive in all of the games that mattered, or he had to show it. Up until the point where, as you guys said, like the New Orleans game, he I think he was just trying not to get hurt. Um, he was annoyed that um, homie came over and slid into the ankle. Uh, by the way, Braun Braun took a little shot uh, post game at Solomon Hill, which I think Laker fans agree with. Um, and he then called Steph the MVP, um, taking a, a shot at. I, I digress, taking a shot at Jokic in a way, um, but. Like that's the with this. This is, I guess, gets back to Pete's point about talent, and we could debate late in a in a maybe next this summer about talent on the roster. You know, I I still think you could point to some Showtime teams, but like there is so much there that I don't think you have to depend on. Hey, Dennis Shooter, this unit, you got to go take us to the promised land with LeBron's down on the court. Like they have so many different options, and and I'm not disagreeing, Darius. Like he is the guy that that's probably that gets that first crack, but. I just don't think that he has to play a way where you're that reliant, almost in the way where like when Reggie Miller says Kuzma should have been the third scorer, like that type of stuff and I love Reggie, but like you don't need that a guy
2: to be that third guy. You know, you got you got to spread that wealth. Mike, my point is is the Lakers do not need that. Does Dennis understand that? Right? And and bridging that to me in the decision-making possession to possession to possession is what I'm looking is what I'm looking for more here. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. to say he doesn't do it. Right. Because I think that he does. It's, it's more just like he isn't, he is a relative still unknown to me when it comes to the highest stakes game that the Lakers yeah, team yeah. Can, can actually play. And so I'm not saying it's like a, Hey, proven a question, me, Dennis Schroeder. It's it's more just a question, and and to me, an informed question, a little bit based off of what his what his inclination seems to be as an offensive player, which is like like super aggressive, and how I help the team is going to get mine, and off of getting mine, I can then make plays for others.
3: So I'm gonna let me kick this to you, Pete, for a wrap up thought on this like I I just think that if Dennis isn't properly respecting that Jared Dudley's gonna tell him you know Frank Vogel's gonna tell him immediately LeBron's gonna tell him and it's gonna get better uh but but like I get that they they knew need to see what it's like at these high stake games like I didn't feel like Schroeder was taking possessions away from Chris Paul in game seven last year um you know against Houston like I thought he kind of understood it and he was gonna defend but what's your thought on that what you've uh, you've I know observed this closely
1: I don't think Schroeder's decision making is going to be a huge impact until higher level series. I I have the same question as as Darius does regarding him in those situations, but I don't think that. For example, Golden State and we're gonna, about to do a whole preview on them. They're going to switch a lot. He really attacked when they had Wiseman, right? They attacked Wiseman. He attacked Wiseman a ton. A lot of our. Yeah, I'll, I'll save the, the on-court stuff and the X's and O's stuff for the, the next episode. I don't think that that's an important enough factor to make that big of a difference right now. The one thing I will say, though, is that the version of the game that we lose to Golden State is one in which we turn the ball over quite a bit. And Dennis's decision-making may be very well uh, a big part of that. But you said something earlier, Mike, about our defense and that we've played high-level defense. And in my arguments with myself, that is the best optimistic point I was able to make, is that I trust our defense. We haven't been playing up to what we can be, but we just had a wire-to-wire season of number one in the league in defensive rating. In a league where, in, in a year where we had a lot of turnover, a lot of different lineups, a lot of reasons to not necessarily be great on the defensive end. And we had our holes because part of that is relative to how well or poorly the rest of the league was defending, but it speaks to your point about how much defensive talent we have. We really have a ton of it. And if we're able to defend at a high level, I think that we have enough weapons in, even if it's just an early offense and simple, I I'd like the offense just to be generally simple uh, a, a, as often as possible in terms of high ball screens, you, you know, our post-ups need to get a lot better, but if we defend at a high level, we're going to be fine. But there's always that high variance in a one-game situation. So you've been listening to this first episode. On the next one, we're going to get into a full preview of this play-in game against the Golden State Warriors. But until tomorrow's episode, you've been listening to the Laker Film Room Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time.
2: James has got it in low to Mikhail. Mikhail wants to turn his double team. Just pass out of front, broken up by Worthy. Kips the magic. Worthy dies on his belly. Magic. The lakers win the game the lakers win the game three seconds left that next to the winner it. it's on the way for Kobe bryant 48 points 16
3: rebounds with his eighth block shot that ties an nba finals record
0: a lot of laker fans okay, sticking so around for this you're seeing something that's very rare indeed a Laker to get MVP chance right, in, in Boston, of all places Are you kidding me? Kobe, hard to believe Are you kidding me? Unreal! Are you
3: kidding me? Lakers looking to push Bryant spinning in the lane, back for Gasol Pretty pass, and it's back to a three-point game
2: Kobe Bryant, picked up by Bell
0: There's the Schmader. move Two, one, this is it. It. Burn! What's over?